Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Haley and Nicole. We are Down Home Healing. Today we're gonna do a fun intro of Nicole. <laughs> yes, I get to go first. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it'll be great. It'll be great. No, As, I'm excited to share. Yeah. As we said before, we don't know each other super, super well, so this is all live action. <laughs> I'm going to be hearing these things for the first time, too, which will be really fun for us to learn about Nicole together. We're learning. <laughs> um, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to start, tell me three things about you that I could find pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, um, these are like Googleable facts. Um, yeah, so the first one will be um, my name and a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. So my name is Nicole Breen, and I'm from Philadelphia. We talked about that in the first episode. Um, from the Northeast, and I went to Catholic school coming up. And I even went to Catholic college, so LaSalle University. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I also went to LaSalle University. I do have a lot of LaSalle pride. Good. um, I love going to LaSalle basketball games. And um, my father-in-law happened to also go to LaSalle. So um, my husband, uh, Dave, who I feel like I'm talking about on every podcast now, (laughs) and he told me he's going to listen, so (laughs) bye. He always loved Explorer basketball growing up. Oh, so fun. I liked it too. So it was cool um, yeah. that we both liked it. What part um, of the Northeast are you from? So, like, so I always say way up there. <laughs> is it like all Alney? 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 Alney is where LaSalle is. Okay. So that I did used to hang in Alney. Um, but no, I'm from more east, so oh, wow. right about the border of um, Bucks County and oh, Philadelphia. Okay. So the mall that's up there now is called Philadelphia Mills, I think, hmm. but um, it used to be called Franklin Mills Mall, and we okay. could walk there from my from my neighborhood. Wow. And um, Shalfont Playground, <laughs> if anybody out there is listening, uh, yeah, so that's where we used to hang. Cool. And Shalfont. Yeah, so... Um, other Googleable facts about me, um, I am a yoga instructor and a meditation teacher. That's what I've been doing for, I guess, the last six years. And um, I do um, offer trauma-informed yoga, which is uh, near and dear to my heart. In my job, I am the recovery program director for Transformation Yoga Project, and I am... Um, super grateful that I get to focus on yoga and mindfulness as a full-time, full-time job. Um, so Transformation Yoga Project is a nonprofit that is in the Philly area. So the trauma-informed yoga that we offer comes from a place of um, safety and accessibility and inclusivity. So offering the practice in a way that it is explained to be able to be accessed when um, you might be going through a variety of things in your mind, your body, and your spirit that would um, maybe show up as a, um, a roadblock, so to speak, to access just like um, feeling calm and centered. Yeah. So what is that? Like, why is that different than a normal yoga class? 
What hmm. what looks different about it? Personally, um, I mean, just to give a few examples, if you have, if you're in a yoga class and a yoga instructor is telling you that they want you to do something, mm-hmm. a trauma informed offering would be to um, be exactly that an offering to mm. give choice that. You don't have to follow along exactly as we're following along. You can go at your own pace, see what works for you, and um, just be a part of the circle, even if that looks like just resting. Mm. Because resting means you're tired. Yeah. And if you're tired, you need to rest. So <laughs> <laughs> so the instructors, and, and we, we give that verbally, we give that verbal cue to do what works for you. Yeah. And we don't always get that. I feel like more and more now trauma-informed practices are um, becoming more popular, which is great. Yeah. Because um, spaces want to be warm and welcoming and accessible for everyone. It's pretty cool what they've developed to be able to kind of shift what people think about yoga into like a practice you can actually use all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that we had to kind of overcome was that conversation of just like, it's not a fitness class. This isn't uh, just a workout class. This is something that has evidence behind it. So all the trauma informed practices that we're rooted in are all evidence based. Mm -hmm. So that shows that there are actual healing, um, results that come out of it and people are able to um really show some growth and and maintain and that's the thing about long-term recovery is to be able to get well but then to stay well is a whole other part of your journey um and uh you know the practices that we introduce are an introduction Mm -hmm. to say this can be something that you can access outside of your treatment what do you do when you go home Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not surrounded by all the most positive people in the world. And maybe you are surrounded by substances that are tempting to you. Mm-hmm. How can you, you know, maybe just remember to take a breath. Maybe remember to release tension in your body, you know. Um, and then feel the, feel the confidence and courage to go into a class in some other group setting. Yeah. I always like to share that. Like, we want to set you up for long-term stability so when you go out into the community going into a yoga studio is really scary yeah we can have a whole other episode about that (laughs) and our personal experiences on it but like sometimes you go in and you're just like what is going even before you go in you're like what is going on in there it's smoky yeah chanting i don't am i gonna is this a religion right (laughs) right um so sharing things about the practice and about what to expect Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the trauma-informed practice is that we're always sharing what to expect next. So there's no surprises. Yeah. We get enough surprises in the world. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, so that's uh, – I, I feel super grateful for everything that came my way with that because I was able to use my business experience in my past and yeah. put it to this, um, this thing that I am really passionate about. Right. Um, I guess we can go so, into yeah, the next Speaking of part. business in the past, <laughs> um, why don't you walk me through three things that I can't Google about you? Yeah. So less Googleable. Less go- things. Google. Googleable. Less Googleable. 
Um, so yeah, I worked in the entertain entertainment industry for twelve years. Nicole was a pop star. <laughs> yeah, I was like a Hannah Montana. Like I had a different life, and like I wore a wig. No, although I did wear wigs quite a bit. Just That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so I worked in the entertainment industry. I was, I don't know, it's kind of like doing this podcast was a return home for me because, Mm -hmm. um, I started getting interested in broadcast and radio when I was 12 and I wanted to be on the radio. That was what I wanted to do. So when I did that by age 17 oh my god I was like am I done now (laughs) but yeah I was um I studied we had a media group in um high school and they picked people to go down to KYW news radio to do a little like high school um like internship program oh that's cool so we used to go down there on Saturdays and you went down, you hung out with all the people from KYW, learned about broadcasting, and then at the end, you got to create a commercial that was actually going to be on the air. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you did what about your school. So this was back in 1999, <laughs> and I did a commercial about, we did like bingo with a cow. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was, I forget what it's called, but it was like moo bingo or something. That sounds very um, Yeah, if you went to Archbishop Ryan, you can, like, comment on our social media about, like, what Moo Cow Bingo is. Um, but I, we had a cow come onto the fields behind the school, and then we had a bingo card. This is, like, I didn't think I was going to talk about this at all, this but this wild. is really funny. We had a bingo card on the field, and you had to pay, like, to get one of the bingo blocks. Oh, it was like a real thing. It was a real thing. Oh my gosh. And it was a fundraiser. And Are you sure you didn't grow up in York? <laughs> I'm like questioning whether or not this even happened. Is I'm like, is city? this real? Like, I don't know if it's real. Like, I'm going to have to... This is not Googleable because this there wasn't so Google funny. back then. <laughs> so, um, the cow would like graze along the... And wherever the cow ended up taking a poop... That was a bingo. Yeah. How long was this fundraiser? I have no idea. How many poops did this cow take? I have no idea. And I don't know. I don't know. But I talked about this on my commercial on KYW, my big radio debut. I was like, Archbishop Ryan is doing moo cow bingo. And (laughs) I don't know. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my gosh, that's, yeah, what a blast from the past. I haven't thought about that in probably 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So that's what my commercial was about. And I got on the radio and it was great. And then I ended up going to LaSalle. My sister was at LaSalle and then two of my best friends were going to LaSalle. But everybody at KYW was all talking about Temple. Oh. So I was mad because I was like, wait, I should be going to Temple. All these people are going to Temple. They're saying, if you want to get anywhere in broadcasting in Philadelphia, remember, I was like, never going to leave Philadelphia unless I went to California. That was always my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Of course. Of course. Naturally. Naturally. (laughs) Um, They were like, if you want to do anything, you're going to have to go to Temple because like, that's the school. I feel like a lot of high schools put that crazy amount of pressure on their seniors being like, this is the school if you want to make it in the thing. I had that in dance too. Like, I ended up going to UArts, but they were like, if you don't go to like... 
Juilliard or oh, what were some of the other big oh ones? Oh gosh, I'd be so intimidated. Or just like I'd get like, into yeah. a company. like, And then yeah. there was like Arizona was another one with a great program. Wow. They're like, UArts is like the last place you need to go if you're yeah. going to try to make it as a dancer. And you Ooh. know, it's like a 17, 18, 16 yeah. year old. It's like, what the hell? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I like start out with a lot of like self-doubt. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, this was coming from KYW too, yeah. the radio people. They're like, we all went to Temple. Yeah. And oh, I think there was like, like one a voice club. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. But that like gave me like drive too, because yeah. it was kind of like a boys club. And I was like, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. Yeah. And I will. I ended up spending 12 years in the entertainment industry and I was a communication major at LaSalle and it was like. A lot of a communication majors, it was a joke. And yeah. I was like, well, this isn't a joke for me because I'm, I've already been on the radio yeah. and I really want to do this. So, um, I, I put myself out there to get, um, some internships and thankfully I had really solid connections through family friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is beautiful. That helps. Um, but I got my first internship at WIP, um, which is the sports talk radio station. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. And I ended up staying there for quite a few years and I was a producer there, um, which meant like I answered the phone calls and, mm-hmm. and I and I did that behind the scenes. So I started doing that while I was still in college. Oh wow. And I would work overnights. No overnight shift was um with uh, Big Daddy Graham was his name. I think he might still be on the radio. Um and it was like uh, midnight until six in the morning. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And I would do that on the weekends. Talk and about healthy um, living. <laughs> I know talk about healthy living. Yeah, but you know I was ordering a pizza. Right. Yeah, I was still on <laughs> the pizza fries. and cheesesteak and yeah, French fries diet. Um, but I love. I had a passion for sports. Just like That's growing cool. up, um, as I played basketball growing up, and my whole family was super into it. So. It was a good fit for me, um, even though I'm super into music, too. But yeah. anyway, so I did that kind of behind the scenes for, for a while. Who's the coolest person you met through radio? <sighs> or, like, most exciting person that you remember? I'm, I'm not going to say it's through radio, um, although I did meet a lot of local yeah. celebrities. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a funny thing about Philadelphia is like Philadelphia doesn't have celebrities. We have our athletes and yeah. our like news anchors. Philly's got some cool celebrities. Well, now now <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more, but like back then it was like the only one who was oh, really that's... famous was like Questlove from the yeah, roots. Like, and like Jill Scott, like we didn't have, there wasn't, there wasn't as many. Um, yeah. but I guess and I'm just thinking of dancers. We yeah, we worked in. I'm working in sports. Like, um, mm. I never actually got to meet, like, handshake Allen Iverson, but I've been in Allen Iverson's presence a few times, uh, okay. and I did get to meet um, Dr. J. Oh, and shook cool. his hand. Yeah, when I worked, at, I worked at the Sixers for a year, so nice. that was super cool. He was probably the biggest like Philadelphia one, but I'll say, um, when I was working at QVC, I got to meet Mr. T. Oh yeah, it was so like cool. In the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Mr. T was on QVC selling a haircut buzzer. Oh. Where, so he could buzz his mohawk. I'm like showing Haley with my hands yeah, now I buzzing see it now. hair. 
but you can't see because you're listening and this is a podcast sounds like um, this. <laughs> yes um so he was actually like the spokesperson for this like hair trimmer that's awesome yeah and um i got his autograph for my boyfriend at the time because i was like i never because i was i would see famous people a lot i was like i don't ask people for autographs like i don't i I don't do that like they can ask me for my autograph like you know (laughs) i i didn't like whatever but at mr t i was like i'll take your autograph mr t you're what's up and i used to see joan rivers all the time and richard simmons he was amazing that's awesome richard simmons is so cool um but yeah so um after a few of those years i ended up working for stars with a z stars the stars network yeah so i worked there for five years it was super fun i kind of moved out of like the production uh behind the scenes because i was doing a lot of writing and um Mm -hmm. just like kind of program support which yeah. is funny because now I build programs in my um yeah. in my work, but then I was doing programming, but it was like being broadcast out. I just, I just will say about QVC though, I was fascinated working for QVC because it was twenty four hours live television, three hundred and sixty four days a year. Yeah, they took off on Christmas. So the fact for me, like I was That's a little insane. broad, oh, yeah, I was a broadcast nerd, and I was like, it's always live and it's on. Like this is so cool, but um. Yeah, I even though that we were My like selling like, too much stimulation, <laughs> blue light. Yeah, <laughs> even though we were like selling like handbags and makeup and like right. random stuff, um, I just thought it was cool that you could keep. It was like keeping a ball up in the right. air. It's always rolling. It's always, always rolling. Going. And that's what I liked about working in radio too. Is that it was over. Like it was live and then it was over. Yeah. We had a, like, I think that it was like a 10 second dump button that we would push if like someone cursed on the air and it would drop it. But then like, you don't go back and edit it's live. Right. So I was always like excited by that. And I think that's like a part of like my nature. Mm -hmm. I love improv and now I love teaching yoga classes. I don't, I don't script them. I don't write what I'm going to teach. I just... I improv it. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's live. And I, I think that like my yoga practice has given me more of the acceptance to mess yeah. up and to be okay with it and yeah. to just kind of move on. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, cool. yeah, that I left that industry. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much. It's, <sighs> I got to the point where I was like, not in service. Mm hmm. My mom's a nurse and um, my dad was like a big community guy. Like mm-hmm. you're always doing things for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're tired of doing things for the hair buzzers and the yeah, handbags. <laughs> like, yeah. And then working, um, working for a professional basketball team was like so exciting. Mm-hmm. But there was so much money involved in it. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on in the neighborhoods? Like, you know, like, yeah. where, where are we at? And then meanwhile, like, I've lost friends. Like, people were, substance use disorder was taking people from my yeah. life. And I was just like, what's the point? Right. And, um, you know, I was always a very spiritual person. I talked about this a little bit in another episode. But I had lost that connection to a sense of God or something greater. Mm. You know, because I was, like, done with religion. Right. I was, like, done. But, um, anti-Catholic cut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was done. And, um, yeah. So like 
getting into my yoga practice was like, um, that's when I felt connected to a greater sense of uh, spirituality again. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot. That was not uh, three less Googleable facts, but I guess the other thing, another big Google, less Googleable fact about me is um, how much I love music and how much it's a part of my life. Oh, nice. um, I love to sing. I'm not like trained in any way. I've <laughs> lost my voice so many times for just screaming that's awesome. like lyrics to things. But I, I'm, that's like a secret power of mine is that I know the words to songs. Oh, nice. So nice. I don't know how, but they come in and they stay. That's and like, cool. I know the words to songs. So then when a song's on and you're having fun and you could sing it, like I'm, I'm always like singing so, along. Is this for like all kinds of music? Like, can you do like a the lot. Eminem rap sections and yes, like, what? Yes. Oh, we gotta go to karaoke. I yeah, <laughs> I love karaoke. Now my karaokeing is a little bit less because I used to do it when I drank. Oh. <laughs> but I still will like fully. We can still go. I will fully go to sober karaoke, and yeah. I've been wanting to. Um, but yeah, I love karaoke. Like, I think karaoke is like my performance. That's awesome. Like, I take it very like, this is going down. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's that live thing. <laughs> yeah. It's my turn. I'm like, I'm on. <laughs> Taking the stage. Lady Gaga, put a, or like Indigo Girls, fire it up. <laughs> it's just like, let it happen. And my Uncle Bob is, um, he's a singer too. And he's my godfather. And like, I love singing with him. And I think it was like last 4th of July, we had a little barbecue and we just like sat out in the back deck and sang Beatles songs with like one of his other friends from the neighborhood who, um, who loved the Beatles too. And we were just like, and we were harmonizing, man. Like we were real, it was beautiful. (laughs) And then I'm like, maybe, maybe I am a good singer. Like what is happening here? But it's just, uh, it's just something that I, I just love. That healing I, vibration I inside love, the body. Yeah. I love to own. Yeah. Too. And, um, yeah. So, cool. and I guess my last thing that I would love to share is about my family. Mm. So I have a bunch of cousins and because my mom and her sisters were four sisters, None of my cousins have the same last name. Oh, wow. So we're not like the whatever family. Yeah. None of us have the same last name. Neither do our, our, um, our moms don't have like their maiden name anymore. So there's like no connecting name. And my cousins, I just, I just love them like siblings. Yeah. So like when I think in my mind, I, I'm one of 13. We're a little cool. spread out. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun when we were in Cali. We had a little California <laughs> pocket yeah, of us. Yeah. I didn't mention that, that I did. I moved out to California for two years with, oh. with stars when I was working for okay, stars. Cool. Yeah. So I got a lot of traveling in. Nice. Yeah. I, I was on an airplane every week for five years. Jesus. <laughs> Yes. A lot. Like, it was a lot of traveling. Oh my God. So when I moved back from California, I, it was like, it was the time in my life where I really wanted to get super grounded anyway. And yeah. after like 
you could kind of feel it now. Spent so much time literally in the sky. In the sky. <laughs> and all over the place, like working in the entertainment industry, you're like everywhere. You're yeah. around. Um, so when I like really like honed in on my yoga practice and, and wanting to study that, it was all like growing this yeah. new You were like part. so ready for it. Yeah, I was planting these seeds to like That's be awesome. able to grow this new part of my life. Cool. Yeah. And I, you know... I'm fortunate to have a California family where I met friends out there who yeah. will be my friends for the rest of my life. Yay. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing so oh my much, gosh. Nicole. <laughs> yeah. I got to know so much about you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, this is probably going to be the episode that I'm most nervous to come <laughs> Editing will be fun. <laughs> but um, Thank you all for for listening to my story. Yeah. I'm happy to share. If you have any questions, let us let yeah, us know. Let us know on the socials. Yeah. Cool. All right. I do think you want to take a deep breath? Yeah. Do you want to take us through, um, like, just like a few a breaths to yeah. close our practice? Let's do, let's do a little close our practice. A little <laughs> to breathing. Close our podcast. Our practice thank you. Of podcast. And thank you for for asking me questions, Haley, and listening. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good. All right. So let's. Plant your feet on wherever you are. <laughs> you can close your eyes if that's available for you. And we'll just take three deep. We'll do a three-part breath. So you can inhale, fill up your chest. Inhale a little bit more, fill the ribs. Inhale a little bit more, fill the belly. And then exhale, release the belly, release the ribs, release the chest. Inhale, chest, ribs, belly, exhale, belly, ribs, chest, and one more at your own pace. Inhale, and exhale. All right. Well, Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions for Nicole... Drop them on the socials. Yeah. And we'll see you on Friday. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye.